This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey, Daddy, what'd you bring us? Now, is that all I'm good for? <laughs> His girls meant the world to him. I think it's time for y'all to go to bed. No, please. Five more minutes. No, yeah. But when he lost them... Full custody with the mother. Father will have visitation one day a week. He lost all hope. I gotta get my girls back. It ain't gonna happen, baby. I'm gonna enjoy raising your little girl. Oh, oh, now... There's no sin in getting weary. The sin is giving up. It's going to take faith. You should meet my boss. She's good. She wins every case. And a big-time lawyer. I gotta talk to you about my kids. To get his family back together. We don't really care what the judge says. We just want to be with you. I think we have a really solid case. Tyler Perry and Lionsgate present... You need to get out and have some fun. What fun? All I do is work. A story about raising a family. I know the world will have you thinking that brothers in the hood don't look after their kids, but I do. Trusting a stranger... This is your birthday? Come on, I want you to some fun. And allowing love. You want me to stop? No. To heal your life. Don't fall for this guy. What? What does your Ivy League background possibly have in common with him? Julia, wait. You and I, we come from two different worlds, but there's something going on here, right? I told myself not to think about you, but I couldn't, because I do all the time. Gabrielle Union, Idris Elba, Academy Award winner, Louis Gossett Jr., Tracy Ellis Ross, Terry J. Vaughn, and Melinda Williams. We all stand up together and take care of ourselves. That's the history of us as a people. Tyler Perry's Daddy's Little Girls. Having kids made him a daddy. Taking care of them will make him a man. episode of our third season it's me and lauren lapkiss and by me i'm nicole byer we are working our way through tyler perry's body of work for the very first time with the help of perry scholars super fans and sometimes even people who've contributed uh this ep- this season is gonna be 10 episodes because 20 oh boy too many but we're many. so excited i feel like we're just we're coming into this just so happy every time we record uh-huh. can't wait to discuss the films um had a great time watching this one the obviously we we had a lot of thoughts about the uh first one that we watched mm-hmm. i Mad black woman and now we are going to talk about tyler perry's first romantic comedy drama which i have 
I already have an issue with. But yeah, um, I wouldn't call it a romantic I, I comedy. I would not say it is at all. I would say that there's one DVD cover that looks like it's a yes. romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Daddy's Little Girls. It came out in 2007. And we will be revisiting more movies and TV shows in the weeks to come. But if you want to watch the movie first, it's available on DVD. So go buy it and mm-hmm. put it in your DVD mm-hmm. player. And you can also get it on Amazon, <laughs> Apple TV, uh, Google Play, and Vudu. Do you have Obviously, voodoo? I don't have voodoo. I don't have voodoo. I don't know what that is. Also, but... it's available on Stars if you have the Stars app. That's okay. how I watched oh, it. I was love it free Stars. On Stars app? It was free on the Stars app. I watched on Amazon. Um, oh, okay. Obviously, we're going to spoil it, so get over that. And <laughs> what did you think before we bring in our guest? What were your initial thoughts on the film? I did not like it, but I did not mind watching it. Uh, it was there was a lot of drama that happened. This movie is so dramatic. I think there's like two comedic parts that I would put in like a rom com category, mm-hmm. like maybe when Gabrielle Union's like throwing up, like that was like silly. But that wasn't silly. That made me so upset. I was like, these vomit noises are so realistic. It was so real. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know what I thought? And of course, everyone's thrown up. But I was like. Oh, she's really thrown up before. Yes. But I was or like, I was like well, she everyone ate something has bad up. from Crafty <laughs> and she's actually throwing up. And they were like, let's just put it in the movie. Like, it was use so it. it was so like disgusting how it yes. sounded. I, I could really Ugh. feel how gross it was. Mm. Yeah. But I got to say, Idris Elba. Wow. 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 Well, wow. Yeah, wow, wow. Wow. And I knew he was attractive because I love this movie he did with Kate Winslet where they get stuck on a mountain. No one's ever seen it. It Never is so sexy. No, no one's ever seen it one time in their life. But like, I fucking love it. I don't know what it's called. I know it's not called like Return to Witch out. Mountain. That's different. That's Disney. What is it called? Is it called if it was the Return to Witch Mountain, that's like a kid's movie. Okay. <laughs> it's called The Mountain Between Us. Ah, yes. Ooh, baby. I want to be the mountain between them. It was... <laughs> It's so sexy. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) What did you think about the movie? I felt a lot of the same stuff. I was I found it a little bit slow, um, but Mm -hmm. I also found it interesting because I having no knowledge of like Tyler Perry's stuff coming into this. I was like, really not. I thought it could go in any direction Mm -hmm. and how dramatic it was, especially some of the like reveals later in the movie. Mm. I was so shocked by that. I was like. Uh, that that kept me on my toes like th- there's a part where she i mean we'll, we'll get to it but with gabrielle union where she like confronts him about something she finds out about him mm-hmm. and i was like that you find what? out pretty late <laughs> yeah it was like an hour and a half in so <laughs> and then i mean i thought they handled that pretty well but anyway i mean we should we should bring our guest out because i feel yes. like we're gonna want to get into this with her we are so excited for our guest today, Sydney Washington. Now, Cindy, Sydney, excuse me, is a comedian, actress, and model known for Comedy Central's Up Next showcase, her co-hosting gigs at the Knitting Factory, and the unofficial expert podcast with Marie Faustin. And she also hosts Headgum's very own Hobby Hunter. Welcome, Sydney. Hello, ladies. Hi, hi, How hi, are hi, you? hi. Wait. I'm surprised that you are not familiar with Tyler Perry's work because <laughs> that man. That man. Well, I'm familiar to some extent, but I've never seen most of these movies. I've never seen any of them, but I like feel like I, I knew Medea and that was about it. Okay. And then I also knew his like that he has like these soap operas. So I was mm-hmm. like, there's a genre range. But it is. It's a it's genre, a wide range. but it always feels like it's low-key the same movie. Yes, <laughs> I did. I, this felt like uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, That's except there was say. no Medea. Yeah. I, I wanted like, Medea. Okay, so there's like evil, angry women. There's mm-hmm. very bad men. There's a courtroom, you know, scene. This is Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I just missed Medea. I really, I don't think I I've, really I've ever thought I'd Medea. say this sentence. I missed Medea. So much today. Well, Medea would have been the comedic um, mm-hmm. relief for this movie. There was no, there was no comedy. It was just Mm-mm. very. I mean, uh, so Monty, that's a uh, Idris. Uh, he has, he's a mechanic, and he has these daughters, and the daughters are a handful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. th- that one, that one gal, Sienna. I'm like the youngest Sierra, one, Sierra, like- yeah cry was, so much i was like chill out like be a kid go play <laughs> but you know being a kid one? is hard i will say that i will say that i cried a lot as a kid but not about the things that i should have been crying about 
Well, I mean, she does get beat at one point. I was going to so say, like, yes. you have to give her a break. I was like, wait, is that the one you're talking about? Because she literally gets hit. Um, no, I cried a lot as a child over just like not wanting to eat weird foods. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she's doing fine. I, I thought the kids were really good actors. Mm-hmm. I was impressed by that because that always is a risk. Yes. Sometimes children are like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. This kid has to go home. Are, wait, wait. Are you guys serious? Are you serious? I yes. feel like all the child actors are crushing it. No, uh, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> you watch a movie and you're like, this kid is truly awful. OK. Uh, and I know this kid was supposed to be awful, but the kid in Babadook. Oh, boy. I, oh, I couldn't even watch that. That, that was too scary. Oh, it is pretty scary. Like the like the last 20, 30 minutes. Oh, dear. Not not good if you're trying to get to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you didn't like him because he played a bad kid so well? Maybe. He was just so irritating. Yeah. But I think that was the point. I think you're supposed to like kind of like the way Tyler Perry works where he makes people so evil that you're like, I could never root for this person. Yeah. They made this kid so annoying that you're like, oh, of course mommy would go crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course the Baba Duke chooses him. Does he get killed? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But like, I kind of wanted him to. Shh, don't tell. <laughs> don't tell I, him. I forgot the kid's name in uh, The Undoing. Great actor. Great actor. Mm, yes. Hated him in Undoing. I was like, he's up to something. I did oh. not trust him. Oh, yeah. That kid. Oh, no, that kid's really good. Yeah. yeah. He, he was in been, Honey he was Boy. In a, yeah. He was in a bunch of oh. things when he was really little, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's good. But I mean, when there's a bad kid, I mean, also, I watch a lot of things that are really bad. So like that explains why I probably think a lot of child actors are bad. But um, I just when when they're so bad, you're like, oh, my God. And it it kind of just makes you kind of hate the kid as a person. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. that's a problem. But I felt like these kids were all great and they had a lot of drama to do. And there was a, a that moment where you find out that she's getting hit by that guy. She was so believable that I felt horrible. And (laughs) the point where they, I mean, we'll get into this more when they're beating up that man and they pop out (laughs) of the room to be like, hello. Oh, no. (laughs) I was like, they grounded the scene. They're children and they grounded this insane scene. That's why you need the kids sometimes. That's why you need it. So, yeah. So wait, Sydney, are you like familiar with Tyler Perry's work? And what was your first experience into the MCU, the Medea Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it was um, it was Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and then Why Did I Get Married, and then Why Did I Get Married Two, and then I I took a break. I took a break after that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I think I think I'm I think I'm okay right now. Okay. Um, Is Medea in Why Did I Get Married? Yes. No. 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 Why Did I Get Married? He. This. That was an ensemble cast, but like oh. um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That's where. I first was introduced mm-hmm. to Medea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, it, I'm actually shocked by how much I love Medea after that movie. Yeah, I found I like her to more be Medea. hilarious, um, comedically really gifted, and I need, I need. I so kind much more. of like want to be in a Medea movie where like, oh my god, you have to. <laughs> I don't even know what the what it would be. Maybe it's like me and Medea open a store. I don't know. I just like <laughs> Medea and I go on a road trip. I don't know. I just like want to be near Medea. She's so funny. No, she she's is hilarious. She's a solo show to be yeah. honest. I think yeah. that that's the, that's the thing about when I watch diary of a mad black woman, which I've seen so many times because they've repeated it on uh BET and <laughs> then, and, and then anything else. Um, I feel like she is the comedy that there's so much going on. Like, there's a divorce. He's he's abusive. People are terrible. And then Medea's like making it something that like, oh, it's kind of light. I mean, he's yeah. got, she's got a gun, but it's in a funny way. <laughs> if you didn't have Medea in that movie, it would be the most dramatic movie I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yes. Everything is terrible. I mean, this movie really comes close with a lot of what's happening. Yeah. A lot of things that happen in this movie, you're like, oh, boy. Oh, dear. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. And everyone has, like, hot takes and hard opinions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, okay, this, our little notes thing says that Daddy's Little Girls is one of Tyler Perry's first romantic comedy dramas. Now, I wondered if he coined that phrase. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But do you feel like he does a good job of blending all three genres? Or do you, I mean, 
I feel like we've already said that it feels mm-hmm, like yeah. the comedy is lacking in this one. Even, I mean, there's romance, but it's still, it's it's mostly just pure drama. Yeah, I, mean, I would say this is a uh, a rom-drom. A, a rom-drom. Drum. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Not, why have I never heard that? <laughs> it's a rom-drom. I don't know. It's like perfect, obviously. <laughs> I, I wish that there would have been more lightness to it. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why does it have to be so freaking heavy? You know, you got kids involved. We're, we're we should be giggling. There was no bubbles. It's no, just... nothing. Well, and that's what was so crazy because when we Googled it before we watched it, there were were two covers, and one had like the three girls pouting off to the side, and Idris is like hugging Gabrielle Union, and you're like, oh, something's like he's got a new girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then the other one is like pure like indie drama of like the family all like together and he's holding all three girls and Gabrielle's like right there and it's just like you can't tell what's going on because she's wearing a suit (laughs) but (laughs) I would say that one though is closer than the like them off to the side and the little girls being like oh we hate new mom (laughs) yeah that's I thought it was gonna be we hate new mom let's have antics like Mm -hmm. let's prank her and yeah yeah kind of like uh parent trap yeah. Which is truly maybe Lindsay Lohan's best movie besides Mean Girls. Film. Yeah. It's so I'm going to say yes. There's I can't imagine it any other way. Right. Remember there was a Lindsay Lohan movie where she was a stripper? Oh, yes. No. That one was called, that was a Brett Easton Ellis movie called The Canyons. Oh, okay, yes. yes. I remember this. There was like a whole big article about uh-huh. this being filmed it because was it huge. was so crazy. It was mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And then she did Liz and Dick, which I got to say... <laughs> Some of her best work. It is incredible. It's clearly you're a fan. It's clear you're a fan. You're a fan. I yeah. I mean, I knew the canyons. I cannot believe I remember that. I but I did am watch. Blown it. away. I'm. Blown I'm pretty away. sure she plays a stripper. Who? No, 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 no. I'm wrong. The canyons is a different movie. Okay. The movie where she plays a stripper. She also plays a twin. Yes. And there's like a murder. Wait, what is that one? I called? feel like with the canyons, she quit or something. Cause I feel like there yes, was like some big right controversy that. with that movie. Well, now I need to know what the Lindsay Lohan yeah. stripper movie is. Oh, I know who killed me. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a ghost stripper. Yes. I, yeah, I think <laughs> imagine she's a ghost stripper. I, that I love. <laughs> she was in, she was in freaky Friday too. Ooh, that's also oh, yeah. really good. You know yeah. what? Lindsay Lohan has a great body of work. May it be she's small, but it's good. She's got a catalog of things. It's She's working. I don't know if it's a catalog. I feel like it's like a <laughs> YM magazine, you know, a thin little magazine. She had a solid, like, 10 years of good mm-hmm. stuff she was churning out. And now she's Greek. What did YM stand for? Young and modern. I always mm. said, okay, like, when I first saw the magazine, I was like, ooh, yum magazine. But there was no U, and my mother was like, that's just YM. And I was like, hmm. I think you're wrong. And I always thought it was yum until I was like, oh, yeah, there truly is no you. None. But I, I mean, it, but, and it would be weird if it was yum because it was young and modern and, and yum to young and modern. Like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yum is yeah. we're sexualizing the, book, the youth. Yes, the yes. book. It's a magazine for pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Young, underage, modern. Yes. Oh, yum. oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was that. you're good at you're good at acronyms. No, that's not an or, acronym. Or I could yeah, be weird as a pedophile. Okay, all right, let's keep going. Let's go <laughs> we'll into move this. On. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's our little segment called News Media, like media. I wonder if we'll ever find a way to uh, say that where you can get what it is without <laughs> me saying what it means. But Tyler Perry launched a virtual Medea museum with the release of Medea's farewell play. The virtual Medea Museum spotlights Medea's 20-year legacy, and each exhibit celebrates iconic elements of Medea, from a visual timeline of portraits to an interactive musical showcase <laughs> and a gift shop with limited edition memorabilia for super fans, which I feel like we might already um, be. But the virtual museum can be accessed for free at MediaMuseum.com, so everyone can check that out. I have already copied and pasted it and I it's literally in my see browser. you copying it on the Google. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to see what it is. Yeah, I think this is everybody's homework. You know, I mean, since we can't go anywhere, I mean, what a genius thing to do a a Medea. Oh my god, it's loading. Oh my a god, med- this is like The Sims. Oh my. Oh, this 
This oh, is great. This is great. God. Okay, there's videos. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to explore this when we're done. The costume exhibit. Oh, there's a costume exhibit. I'm in, I'm in the costume exhibit right now. Okay, so there's like glass cases with all of Medea's costumes, which is really funny because we don't even know what they are yet. So we don't get all the references. <laughs> Okay, there's also Mr. Brown's costumes, the character Mr. Brown. Who's Mr. Brown? These are, I don't know, but these are crazy costumes. I guess Mr. Brown is in the movie Assisted Living, which came out last year. Oh. Tyler Perry literally releases things every day. Truly. Oh, you saw in the middle of the pandemic, he put out all these scripts and he was like, I wrote all of these. Yes, I did. I (laughs) saw it. I I have no writer's room. This is just me. He's very impressive. Yes. I was like, no wonder the stories kind of sound the same. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's the part he wants us to ignore. But then some, I can't remember, was it uh, Was it Jonathan Braylock who was like, he does have rooms, he just takes the credit for it? Yeah. Uh, or that was, yeah. yeah. So, that's, so that's who knows? Debatable. Who knows? I mean, hopefully we can get Tyler Perry on the podcast so then we can just like point blank be like, what is this? Like, are you really just grinding out these scripts or do you have rooms? Tell us, tell us the process. I can can't you imagine. Please get him on. <clears throat> can you imagine anything a billionaire would want to do more than talk to us about what he does that we somehow have missed for the last 20 years? Be like, hi, <laughs> we're just dipping our toes into your empire. Heard you have a fucking city. Uh, we just want to have some questions. <laughs> So do you do it all alone? Or... <laughs> I'm yeah. not really asking for much. You know? <laughs> uh, and then it's like, also, we're not going to pay you. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He wouldn't want it. He's got it. He's fine. I mean, want probably. He's given up his home for the royals. I still can't get over that. I can't get over that either. It's I want to know so more about wild. his entire life. I want to know. Me too. And I mean, Sydney, and did I'm you talking... know he has a son? No. I don't think anybody no, knows it. I did and not And his know son's that. name is Aman Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Aman, but Aman. I think it might be Amen because I did babysit a kid oh, named Amen. Amen, as I said before, but um, I think it could be Amen. Oh, you but did I'm not, say that, but I, I, I don't know how, I don't remember how it was spelled. A-M-M-N? No, his is literally oh. Amen, but I think, yes. it, I think Amen might be E-A-M-M-O-N or something, mm. but... So, but who is this woman? Who is the mother of his child? I he can't remember her name for a long time. For like and twenty years, she's like beautiful. She's got big curly but hair. They broke stunning. up just now, right? During yet, the pandemic. last year during the pandemic. So Can you he's imagine? alone Did, and having a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. He said on and those are his words, not ours. Yeah, Tyler Perry's ex girlfriend, ex wife. No, I don't think they were married. No. I think they were like common law because they were together for so long. Oh my god! So is she getting coins from him or no? I don't know. I would assume yes, though, because. She probably has custody of a man, Tyler Perry, because he works so much. <laughs> oh, my God. She's stunning. Yeah, I know. She's stunning. She's I, the stunning. whole thing was a shocking revelation. Uh-huh. He has this full life. Who I knew? Mean, by the way, she's been on red carpets. Like all the. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There's nothing but photos of them yeah. on red carpets. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, how did I not know? It's so wild. Imagine. I don't think anyone talks about his love life, but it's no, so weird because. Don't. Why not? Like, I do think it's interesting that he's had this girlfriend forever and a daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, a son. Like, it's just like he has a full on family we've never heard about. He f- it feels like he's always discussed as like a singular thing. Yes. How also, old is his son? I think he's like, all right. I, w- I want to say that he's like in his teens, but I could be wrong. I think he's 10. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to look it up. I'm the, just going to say 10. This is the thing. This is why you have to have such a large body of work that everyone is focused on Medea and mm-hmm. not who you're banging or your mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is the key. Yeah. I mean, I'm blown away. Also, did you see that J Lo and A Rod split up? I know. No! <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. No. I'm you excited. Who's Jayla no. going to date well, next? That, that honestly is what I thought. I was like, well, she can Fuck. date anyone. So it's kind of exciting to see. But what he apparently, Well, apparently he has been, um, what I heard from a source is that he was chatting with a girl from Southern Charm and then also oh, has some ew. FaceTime relationships with women. 
Ew. Hi, girl. That is that is not a reason Ew. to break up. That's not a reason. I we mean, have to assume there's more. Honestly, what a great commercial for not having too big of a house. A okay. FaceTime relationship. Oh my god. That means he's in a different <laughs> wing of the house, openly talking to another woman. You don't know because you in the other wing. I, <laughs> so we gotta funny. get smaller homes. Listen, listen. Okay, this is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. I'm. This is on the record. People who have regular money, then it's like you don't have enough money to be doing these stunts. <laughs> but when you're a millionaire, billionaire, it, it, I mean, th- somebody is going to fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just what it is. Like mm-hmm. you can, you can do anything you want, whenever you want. You have, you have all disposable money. Like, I don't know, someone talking through DMs or whatever. I'll be pissed. I'll be like, you're on timeout. I'm not having sex with you for three months, but like, I don't know. I'm not breaking up. You know how hard it is to find somebody? <laughs> yeah, but then it feels like J-Lo has been engaged like six times or something. Yeah, I it's don't think it's for hard for J-Lo. And maybe she kind of likes this this pattern a little bit. Like maybe it's kind of exciting to like she must fall be. super hard in love, get engaged, mm-hmm. yeah. and then don't go through with it. Yeah. Wait, were they engaged? Mm-hmm. Dang. I know. I will miss him taking pictures of her because he would take pictures of her like he was holding an iPad <laughs> and he was her dad. It was very funny to me. Okay. Well, but she just brought him to the inauguration. It feels like he got a really good time on the way out. Oh, boy. Oh, he oh, did boy. give me Instagram husband vibes, though. He did. Like, <laughs> like he seemed like he was there, but like uh-huh. he didn't want to be there. But yeah. like J-Lo would give him like one of those tough sit downs if he didn't look happy in photos. <laughs> Well, you have to assume they were already having problems then because they're getting now it just came out. Maybe they already divorced, you know, mm. but then they had to go for show. No, they, they didn't get married, though. They were. Oh, I mean, engaged. oh, right. Oh, right. So they didn't oh, go yeah. through any sort of breakup like that. It's just. But I feel like yeah. that's a famous people thing where they like stay together yeah. until they decide to announce it to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems mm-hmm. awful. I can't wait to be in a relationship so I can wait to decide to announce our breakup. <laughs> <laughs> you Oh, also, did you watch her? Um her Instagram where she's doing like little commercials for her beauty brand or whatever. And no. they just seemed like she was disconnected. It, oh, it no. seemed sick. I was like, first of all, there's no way that that stuff is good. Cause <laughs> she was, cause she would be, she would have like makeup from the, from the day before or like Latin mascara that you're like was old. And she's like, look at this. This is the best stuff. This is literally making me look so good. M- meanwhile, she looked washed. Oh Whoa. no! Deranged. Yeah, you have to go on our Instagram. Oh, oh no, J Lo. We need to get you J High. J High. Nicole. Oh my god. Well, okay. sometimes, sometimes we were on a pod to talk about Tyler Perry. Oh and then yeah. The next moment, we should we should take a break and we then should. get we'll, back we'll, into we'll Daddy's Little Girls. <laughs> Although I want to say, did you see when Millie Bobby Brown re- was uh, releasing her like skincare line or like promoting something and she was washing her face to to show how it works, but then she didn't touch her face. And then people no. started calling out like, you're not touching your face. Wait, no. she was what? like washing it. And she's like, it, see, it's so smooth. And there was like an inch between so insane. And then everyone's like commenting, obviously. Like, Wait, was this clear- recent? No, it was like maybe two years ago. That's it was really weird. So funny. Yeah. The way you said that, if it, it was almost like it happened yesterday. Uh-huh. That's how it is in my mind. It's <laughs> okay. so important to me. Okay. Um, all right, we'll be right back. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. So Daddy's Little Girls uh, was written by Tyler Perry, directed by Tyler Perry, and released on Valentine's Day of uh, 2007. Not a good date movie. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely not. It is not a good date movie. Oh my god! Okay, well let's get let's get into our uh, yes into our plot, our plot so we can get into it. So Monty's a mechanic who dreams of owning his own shop. That's Idris Elba. His three characters, three characters, his three daughters, <laughs> Sierra, Lauren, and China, have been cared for by their maternal grandmother, Cat, before she dies of cancer, which was awful. <laughs> so heavy handed, awful. She had cigarettes. She was like she was shaking. <laughs> she was. She was she was She's so moist. Like, I have Sad. lung cancer. Like fully like I'm gonna die. And then cut to funeral. She dies. Um Kat asks Monty to take custody of the daughters. She believes her daughter Jennifer is unfit to care for them. Uh, after Kat dies, Jennifer disrupts the funeral service, but not the service. It was like after she had been buried. It was everyone was like leaving. Yeah, they were at the cemetery. Yeah. And then claiming no one told her about her mother's death. She tries to take the girls from Monty, like literally tries to pull these children out of a vehicle. Who are screaming and crying. Screaming. They're like, please don't take us. Uh, But her aunt intervenes as Jennifer leaves with her drug dealer boyfriend, Joe, who is so on the nose. (laughs) Like that he like he couldn't be a drug dealer. The cops would immediately be like, sir, come with us. You deal drugs. Uh, (laughs) She informs Monty that she's seeking full custody of the girls, which is like, why? It's so wild. And well, I guess we kind of find out later why a little bit he's supposed to be unfit or oh, something. Yes. But it, it seems for most of the movie, you're like, this makes no sense that this woman mm-hmm. thinks she's going to get full custody. Um, Monty accepts a job as a driver for attorney Julia Rossmore, Gabrielle Union, to get extra money. 
And when they meet, Julia insists they refrain from socializing and keep a strict schedule. She was really harsh to him. But he starts beatboxing. That's maybe the comedy moment, but it's like, it plays so weirdly in this. Yes. And the tone is so weird. Like, he's like fucking with her as the driver, like putting on music and beatboxing and like being loud, even though she's saying mm-hmm. to shut up. And like, it's like, it's not funny, but it's not dramatic i don't know it It just makes julia seem like a huge bitch yes yes monty works late one night waiting for julia to finish a blind date her friends set up which was hilarious (laughs) that was funny the craig robinson date it was very funny he's looking for scrimps (laughs) he was being crazy it was very funny and while driving julia home he receives a call that the girls were involved in a house fire he heads to the hospital with no explanation infuriating julia when she was Who's so mad because she was so mad she hospital. had to go to a hospital and then he takes the keys out of the car so she can't go anywhere so but like she thought she was gonna drive his car home like i didn't I, understand that. and then her phone's dead so they kind of just set it up that she's totally stuck she's like she goes i'm gonna call someone i just have to call someone Ugh, the key took the keys Ugh, oh my phone's dead it's like she's literally <laughs> telling us what is happening in case we couldn't figure it out when monty arrives he finds out sierra started a fire and that the girls were home alone with no supervision. Julia follows Monty into the hospital. She arrives uh, just in time to hear a social services uh, representative set a custody hearing and grant immediate temporary custody to uh, of the girls to Jennifer. Monty drives Julia home. Also, Julia's assistant was there and her assistant appears everywhere. <laughs> her assistant is everywhere. I literally thought she knew Monty. No, she's just a neighbor. She's just a neighbor she who's just going like- to appear. Yeah, wait, that was so weird because when in the hospital, I felt like she was his sister or something, the way she was so familiar and like waiting yeah. for, and that, that was weird. Julia hires a replacement driver and Monty returns to the auto shop. He is called to Sierra's school after she is caught with drugs. Sierra explains that Joe and Jennifer made her deal and threatened to hurt Monty if she refused. Jennifer and Joe arrive furious that the school contacted Monty. Afterward, Monty goes to Julia for legal help in the custody case, and Julia knows that he can't afford to hire her firm and turns him away. She assumes he only wants custody for government assistance. It's all so, like, like mean. Julia hates black people. <laughs> <laughs> She's jumping to all sorts of conclusions, like, he didn't even get to tell her anything. No. And as he leaves, he tells Julia to get a life and a man. <laughs> Julia goes on another blind date with an attorney she thinks is perfect until his wife and kids expose him. <laughs> when that little kid is like, stay away from my daddy, you hussy, or whatever the kid says, I was like, perfect. <laughs> perfect delivery. This is iconic. I love it. And also that woman being like, this is his family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on the day of Monty's custody hearing, Julia is leaving a different courtroom and overhears him trying to represent himself. He tells the judge that the girls are living with a drug dealer. Julia steps in as his attorney and the hearing gets delayed, which is all like, it's all so convenient how things happen in the court. Uh, she, she just, agrees- she's like, I'm his attorney now. I mean, it was all very quick. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. She agrees to represent him while prepping. Julia asks Monty, is there anything she should know about his past? Which is a very pointed question. And I was like, I guess. And then also there was these like insane flashbacks where, like, it wouldn't tell you anything. It was just, like, this house. And Monty would be like, oh, the house. Anyway. I know. They're yeah. interrupted by a call, and a question goes, un- and the question goes unanswered. Monty discovers it's Julia's birthday and convinces her to go to a jazz club in his neighborhood, his side of the tracks. Julia kisses Monty and, and she's asks like, him to spend safe? the night. And yeah, like, will we be safe? Because she hates black people. And it's, then also, she judgmental. takes off her shoes. And I was like, do they fuck at this club? But then they get to her house. And, and she then... still has her clothes on. Yes. And I was like, she, what, they, when they put them well, back on? Yeah. So she, they're like, start dancing at the end of the night. They're like, the only ones there. And I was like, does he own this place? And then she takes off her belt. And I was yes. like, oh, and I was like, oh, fuck this man. And I got to say, when that, that whole scene, I was like, ooh. Oh, ooh. Oh, wait, it was really hot. They're in public. Ooh, wait. Ooh. But there was like, no one there. No. And then she throws off her shoes in the bar and like yes. and it does seem like they're going to have sex right there and then yes. they don't. But they don't. They end up at her place and then she vomits very realistically in the bathroom and tells him <laughs> to go home and then they start dating. And then Monty invites Julia to meet his daughters. He was so pissed when she was vomiting that they he, weren't going to yes, have sex. To the point where I was like Ah, uh, this this is hard. This is tough to watch. It was like he didn't accept at all that she was throwing up. Like it was like he was going like, "Damn it, I was about to fuck her." Like it was yeah. like seriously sad. 
But also, like, if I was going to hook up with a dude who started puking, which has happened to me, I was like, okay, well, the time it happened, he was like, huh, excuse me. And I was like, what? And he was like, eh. and I was like, oh, I have to leave. I left my good bra. That's how fast wow. I left. I don't, I don't need it. This, no. this is not for me. Especially when you don't know someone. Also, I went home with him because he did a really bad Obama impression. And I was like, that was bad. Where do you live? That's insane (laughs) (laughs) at the custody hearing julia provides the court with a written statement from cat relaying monty should have full custody of the girls after her death jennifer's lawyer fights back claiming monty is not suitable to raise the girls due to conviction of statutory rape from 16 years prior julia's taken off guard and leaves refusing to represent him moving forward so she she literally they go outside the courthouse she's like i didn't know you were a rapist Mm -hmm. i was like this is wild. That was 90 minutes in. Yes. It's so Which nuts. I think just takes it immediately out of rom-com territory. The movie should have ended by now. <laughs> and then we're getting that he's a rapist. Yeah. And then you're supposed to still like, I mean, thankfully they kind of clear this up. They clear quickly. it up, but you're like, but, oh my God, we were rooting for a rapist. But they clear it up like in your head. Like it's not like proven. Like it's like he just, they show a memory. And then no, I'm supposed to go. No, they show a memory of this. This evil white woman. (laughs) Well, you got to explain. Maybe it's written here. Is it? Okay. So Monty goes to work to find the shop's owner. Willie has been injured in a robbery. Since he's ready to retire, Willie offers to sell Monty the shop for a $10,000 deposit paid in installments. Monty accepts. Later, the girls arrive at Monty's house in the middle of the night and inform him that Joe has been beating them. They okay, walked wait, no, there. So this, they so walked to at, 3 at, at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. But wait, so we don't. So have we seen the flashback at this point? Because it's not no. Written in so here. the okay. flashback happens after it's revealed that the girls were getting beat. She's crying. Then he goes outside. He walks yes. around. He's like, ah, 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 he's going to kick ah. the guy's ass. And then you have the flashback where his friends like, come, come on to the party. So then he goes to the party. This white woman's like, hello. And he's like, look at all these fine ass girls. And she's like, I'm one of them. And then cut to them in bed. Her dad comes in and is like, that man forced you to do it. And she was like, yeah. And by the way, like the dad's one year older than the woman. Correct. The ages are so weird in this. Very, very old. So (laughs) then he gets in his car and crashes into Jennifer and Joe's car. It's so There's convenient. nobody else on the street. No, he it's crazy. He knows that they're driving. He slams into them. It's wild. And then he starts beating Joe. Because was that on purpose that he hit them? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he like was wild with anger. And then the whole neighborhood comes outside. And nobody helps Monty beat up Joe. No, they all just watch. Yes, and then Joe's thug friends gang friends i don't know other drug dealer people they somehow see what's happening but i i say somehow because they run for a very long time so they were yeah. far away because <laughs> yeah. they have to like really arrive and i was like but it looked like there was a crowd happening? watching yes so, <laughs> so they're all so okay so they they def- the neighborhood ga- gathers and defends monty since they're all tired of joe's antics and then Julia sees a report on the, of the on the incident and learned very, Monty was wrongfully convicted. Very, very conveniently. It was like <laughs> the neighborhood had a brawl and Monty was arrested. If you remember correctly, Monty was a basketball star who went to jail for a couple of years falsely for a wrongful accused. Uh, falsely accused of statutory rape case. He's a, a good man, so better get to court. But that's the kind of thing that drives me so insane. Like, why didn't he just go? I, it was all overturned. I was falsely. Because she wouldn't listen to him. So yeah, like, but- they were like, statutory rape. And then Julia's like, oh my God. And he's like, let me explain. And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so following the fight, Jennifer and Joe face charges in court for drugs found in Joe's possession. And Monty is to be charged with assault. Also, they have to go to court immediately after being beat up. <laughs> Yeah, yes. And it was because they found the drugs in the car because he crashed into them, right? Yes, but usually if it happens at 3 a.m., you would go spend the night in jail. Maybe like wipe (laughs) your face. Maybe run a finger through your hair. Yeah, the court date came immediately as if they had nothing else going on. So she apologizes for not hearing his side of the story. Uh, She arrives to represent Monty and she apologizes. And then the witnesses from the neighborhood testify against Joe, but they refuse to testify against Monty. Jennifer and Joe are arrested without bail. But the case against Monty is dropped. Afterwards, Monty's daughters greet him and Julia at the auto shop he now owns. Monty and Julia kiss and the neighbors celebrate his success. 
So, I mean, full on drama. Yes. Literally nothing. Yes. Humorous and the except- didn't touch on her two friends being like, he lives oh my in God. the hood. How much money does he make? Oh, How many come kids on. Does she's he not marrying the man. She's just fucking around. But you can't lower your standards. You're a partner at a firm. Imagine dating a poor man with children. And it was I, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. Like, and I think that was something that John mentioned last episode, that the casting is always awesome because mm-hmm. there's like so many good people. He's mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross is like a side character for like two seconds as this <laughs> friend who's so critical of, of Monty without knowing him at all. And they're like, how many kids does he have? Oh, oh, come on. He might not have. Yeah, it's not it's not a matter of whether he has them. It's how many he has. And she's like <laughs> three. And then she's like, are they all from the same woman? And she's like, I think. And they're like, this is horrible. They're so mean. <laughs> yeah, it was truly wild. Sydney, what did you think about that? Like, th- those friends are bad, right? Uh, <sighs> okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. I've I've had friends say that they like someone, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't have enough information about them. And we were immediately like, mm, something's up, something, something not right. So the fact that they had all this information about him <laughs> and they're all re- like, those are, I mean, three kids in, in, in this economy. No, like, <laughs> no, like, I don't think that's, a, that's a lot of kids. It One is kid, a lot yes. of kids. Three but kids, they no They haven't ma'am. even met him. And yeah, she's they have like, no I like him. him. And kids, if you're willing to like accept kids, then like, okay, your friends don't have to be like, yuck, ew. It's you who has to deal with the kids, not your friend. I mean, that's not true. Per- what do you that's mean? Not true. <laughs> what do you mean? That is not true. What do you mean? I guess you're not- right. My no. best friend, I do have to no. hang out with her child, but I you do gotta like You got to hang out with the kids and you got to bring them around. <laughs> then they got to come to your house. You got white carpet. They feet are dirty. No. <laughs> they want to have jello. They want to let okay. the jello melt on the couch. It's, this no, seems personal. And no, yeah. it's not Something happened to you. It's true. <laughs> but also, we didn't touch on the fact that then the, when the kids meet Julia, they're like, Mm, we hate you. Yeah, which I was like, which is the second that we have on the DVD cover. Let's just uh, have the kids like her, just for like the sake of something going right. It was. I think. I feel like that was another moment that was supposed to be kind of comedic, mm-hmm. or at least like light, where she's like sitting there facing oh, the daughters, and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. it was her like, haircut. Who's her unlikable severe. haircut? Oh it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and she's like so businessy, and mm-hmm. it's just like, but she's like, your dad went to get food. Is it far? And they're like. I don't know. <laughs> That's a valid question, though. I would ask that too. If like, if you like, went how out, how are we going to have to sit here? I'd be like, well, how long is it going to take? When is she well, coming back? You know, I guess I wouldn't just leave this woman with my children the first time she's meeting my children. It is so weird that he goes to get food, order delivery. Why don't they all, or all go together? That's you know, yeah, that's even better. I don't take know. the trip together. So this movie won no awards. But Idris Elba was nominated for a BET Award for Best Actor, but I don't think he won. I got to say, Idris Elba spent most of the movie for me like he didn't want to be in the movie and then sometimes wanted to be in the movie. Like every scene with Gabrielle Union, I was like, ah, yeah, he's in it to win it. And then everything else I felt like he was like, no, thank you. Do you know what? I had the same thought. It was weird because I was thinking, I wonder what he's thinking of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't usually think that when I'm watching something. So there, he must have really been like putting out some sort of energy that like yeah. he was judging it a little bit or something. Something. Something was off about his performance. You got to watch The Mountain Between Us. He is in it to win it the whole dang time. I'm going to watch that. It's yeah. so sexy. I mean, we've seen enough uh, movies of him in it when he, you know, having a good time. I think what happened is they pitched it like Gabrielle Union is in it. And this was so long ago that like, you hear Gabrielle Union, you're like, I'm in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in. You hear somebody that you're like, I love, I like her. I want, I want to work with her. You're totally. in. Totally. And then you yeah. get, and then you get the script, and you're like, Oh, mm. so Gabby's <laughs> doing this too? <laughs> yeah, she was really underutilized. Like she's so yes. funny, and I, I really love her. And I felt like this role is so stiff that it's like, mm-hmm. and just has no nuance to it. Like she's just kind of like a bitch, and then like, yes. and then another scene, she's like, a little bit fun for a second but mainly mm-hmm. when she wants to have sex like it's kind of like she's only doing that when like in the, i'm thinking every scene yes. that i think she's kind of fun i'm like oh it's because like they're about to have sex yes because she was really like <laughs> soft and cuddly in all of the dating scenes yeah and you got to see a different side of her and then she's like a very hard yeah i guess that's what they truly mean by a two-dimensional character where they only yeah. have two modes 
Yeah, she's either a lawyer or she's like your lover. And then mm-hmm. there's nothing in between. And Idris was one dimensional because he was like, my kids, I want my <laughs> kids. Okay, here's a nice lady. I guess she's fine, but my kids. <laughs> I know. And they also made him out to be like, like it's weird because the rape thing being not a real, you know, being a lie mm-hmm. is such an interesting reveal because I feel like they have him kind of come off as if he's got real problems. There's some reason he can't have his kids. Yeah. Like you can't figure it out. But then well, when it comes out that he's rapist and then it comes out, it's not even true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, then why are we kind of treating him like he's not a good dad or something? I guess it was because he couldn't afford to have his kids because his his yeah, ex-wife so kept being shitty. like, oh, are you going to make some more money? Uh, oh, my so God. Crazy. She's so mean. She's like, <laughs> going to make more money at the auto shop. And then she's like, what's this outfit? You a slave. Oh, my you God. That was car, like A slave. And then there's and a ton like, of ADR as she walks away being like, slave, 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 slave. And she was like, I regret that I ever had sex with you. I, Ugh, I have three kids with you. Oh, oh, I hate myself. I was like. That's the meanest thing you could possibly say. Yes, people, when they're mean in the Tyler Berry, Tyler Berry <laughs> universe, they are so mean. They are meaner than any person I've ever met in my whole life. I think what happens is they like make the pe- person have a bad day and then they're like, okay, now get on set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now get on set and just let it go. Just go off. Yeah. It like they feel- promised to send them a car in the morning and then there's no car and then he's like, walk. And you're like, okay. And he gets to set and you're like, you know. <laughs> now, Sydney, where does this film like rank for you with the other ones that you've seen? Like, what we basically wouldn't know what we have in store because we haven't seen most of these things. Um, I don't know. Maybe if Tyler gets on here, I don't want to say that, but it's it's <laughs> towards the bottom. It's at the bottom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I say that I enjoyed the cast. You know, mm-hmm. Tasha Tasha Smith was in it. Gabrielle, Idris, the kids, but like just the just the script was. It was not not its best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I'm I'm still excited after that. I'm also still excited to see. <laughs> I'm like, I is there going to be a courtroom scene in every single movie? Oh, and probably. I'm right. Really excited to see how that unfolds. I don't think every movie. No. Oh, okay. But there is the court is in, is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, critically, the film was not well received. It currently has 26% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes with one critic from Time Out writing, love can transcend class lines. In Tyler Perry's universe, it also defies all rules of the legal system and logic. <laughs> That's very funny. Yes. Some critics saw the film in a positive light and celebrated Perry's work with a critic from Entertain- Entertainment Weekly simply writing, it makes you happy to receive the word of Perry. This is funny oh, because in the that's last a friend one, of Perry's. Mm-hmm. See, like in the last one that we watched, the reviews were similar. Where it's like some people were like, "This is the worst movie mm-hmm. ever," and then other people were like, "This is so fun." And I feel like this is going to be a thing where like yes. critics are so torn, and maybe it is partly like keeping a relationship with him, like you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. I could see that being a thing. But mm-hmm. also, I think it's really interesting that critics seem to think that like in order for a movie to be good, it has to be perfect where it's like, no, there's so many flawed movies that I like. There's this movie called fatal beauty, which is a Whoopi Goldberg movie that is batshit fucking insane. And I had such a good time watching it. And I haven't looked at the reviews, but they're probably like, this movie makes zero sense. No, I agree with you. I feel like it's, it's so not, I mean, well, that's, this is the point too, that the audiences liked the film Mm -hmm. and it has a Google audience score of 4.6 the budget was ten million, and it grossed thirty one point six at the box office, landing at number five on Valentine's Day in two thousand seven. So, like, that's also part of it. Is like, I think maybe if the critic is somebody who's willing to go, did you enjoy yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, because some people are just so harsh with these things and like wanting everything to be like you're saying, like so perfect. And it's just that, that's never what I'm looking for when I'm watching a movie. Mm-hmm. But we're weird. Uh- Here's some Datty's little girls. Also, the name of the movie is a little hard to say. Daddy's Little Girls. Daddy's Little Girl. Also, why is it called that? I actually think that's like a weird name for this. I think it's just because it's like, Daddy has to get his little girls back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I but also it feels like we don't even weird... get to know the kids that much. Like, no. It's more about him and Gabrielle Union, I feel like, than anything. But yeah. Daddy gets a new girl. I don't know. Okay. Daddy's uh, new girl. 
This is the first film that Tyler Perry wrote and directed, uh, but did not star in. Mm. It was also the first film up until that point not to be based on one of his plays. Mm. Okay. okay. Monty's daughter's first names in the movie are their first names in real life. They're also real life sisters and currently members of the girl group three spelled T-H-R-I-I-I. Oh, um, well, I'm wow. going to have to support them on Apple Music. Oh, my God. I just like, oops, I just did something. But I half clicked on it and they're all grown up and it's shocking. Oh, they're grown ups? Well, because this was 2007. Oh, oh, yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I still feel like that was like <laughs> three years ago. It feels insane that we're in 2020. One. I know. Oh, I almost forgot the one. <laughs> Atlantic Records released music inspired by the film before it debuted. Among the highlights of the album is Family First, the first ever recording by the Houston family. Whitney Houston, Dionne Warwick and Sissy Houston. Oh, mm. wow. Tyler Perry. He inspires. Okay, wait, I'm out of it. Dionne Warwick is related to Whitney Houston? Yes, girl. What's their relation? Uh, I think... Aunt? Isn't that... I think it's her Dion- aunt. Wow. Because I think Dionne married into the Warwick. Mm-hmm. I think she is a Houston. I think. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The film score was written by 16-time Grammy nominee Brian McKnight. Oh, boy. Mm. I mean, maybe that's why the scene Do where they're undressing is so mind. sexy because it was Brian McKnight Anytime. music. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> Brian McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. This movie was shot on location in Atlanta, partly because the production facility Tyler Perry bought following the success of uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, because he launched right into that. Yes, he did Diary of a Mad Black Woman and then built a city. <laughs> I Which think is that's like, the way you wow, gotta do it. I would love to build a city after one project. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm like, oh boy, they're re-airing Girl Code on Paramount Plus and I don't get residues. <laughs> you don't? Oh my sure God. don't. The second season, I said on the show, oh, this show has not changed my life that much. I still babysit for money. And they aired it. They put it in the episode. And I was I, like, well, now guys. I want to get Paramount Plus to watch that part. <laughs> also what? on Paramount Plus is Next. Uh, I'm having a great time. <gasps> From MTV? Next. Yes. Oh, Wow. That was when they were on a bus? Yes. And, and they're it like, doesn't age well, but also it's just glorious. Oh my God. Sydney, what are you watching lately? <laughs> oh my, I'm watching a lot of real housewives, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's it got it got really good. I mean, there was a lull moment in the beginning, and I was like, I don't know how this episode is going, but they had that bachelorette party and it really brought it brought the, the heat. Bachelorette party. You don't even have to be caught up. Who's whose bachelorette is it? I'm, I haven't caught up. I'm like five episodes. Cynthia's. Now. Mm, okay. I had no information before watching it, and you don't need any backstory to watch this episode. It it's is, a standalone. It is a. St- it truly is a standalone episode <laughs> of a serialized show, and it is. It's incredible what oh, happens good. in this episode. Uh, what is his name? Bolo. Oh my god! This man, his dick. At, like at some points, they get lazy about blurring it in the shorts, and you're just like, it's a Anna. It's like a literal anaconda. It is a treat. <laughs> you're just like, oh, what? And then, oh boy, after like everyone goes to bed, there's a lot of fun things that happen. And then I can't remember who's being the snoop who's trying to figure out what happened. But I was like, let just let people have fun. Oh, I want to watch that. I think it's where fun. I left off, she was going to look at wedding venues and her husband or her fiance was like, I don't care where we get married. I want to marry you. And she's like, I on want everyone date. to be there. On this specific date. <laughs> right. You she went to 10, 10, 20 or whatever, which like everyone was trying. Also another Real Housewife on um, Beverly Hills was trying to do that. And I think she mm-hmm. might have done it. Wait, it's why? Like, ten, oh, because it's just 10, like cute. 20, like there's like 10, no oh. reason. Like, I don't know. Hmm. People get really crazy about their wedding. Did you get married on a like special day or just a day? No, just a day. Hmm. You know, I'm yeah. like, how do people pick the day? Actually, that's a good. That's a good. I think question. it was based do y'all on roll the dice or something like that. Yeah, like I think I always liked the idea of getting married in October, and that's why I did that. But other than that, it was just based on like our schedules. Mm. <laughs> it's not that exciting. I know sometimes people choose. Like, they're like, oh, we would like this month. When is the venue available? That's what my friend did. Mm, yeah. She was uh, yeah. that trying makes sense. to get married in Mexico of last year in the summer. And then it got canceled and pushed to 
later last year, and then it got canceled and pushed to sometime this year. I uh, have attended three Zoom weddings, and I have to say, as the pandemic has gone on, they've gotten better and better. Like, it's oh. like everyone's learning what to do to make this work. What makes and it a good Zoom wedding? So here are some tips. I would say multiple camera angles, <laughs> whether it's just people's phones or like an actual camera system that's set up, and then hiring a company because there are these Zoom wedding companies. And oh. they set your whole family up on Zoom so that you don't have to worry about it because, of course, you don't want to be thinking about getting your mom to figure out <laughs> Zoom on the day or something. <laughs> they have everybody ready to go, and then they mute everyone, and they like kind of tell oh. you when to chime in or like if you want to type things. Like They just like control it, and then they, I think, edit together all the stuff for you in the end. Oh, but, that's great. Yeah. I went to a funeral that was <gasps> a Zoom funeral? It was on Facebook Live. <gasps> and I got to say, it was maybe the wildest experience of my life. A funeral on Facebook Live? Yes, Tell us. because they had the camera like zooming over the casket. No, no, no. No. And they ha- the funeral Wait. home kept saying the name of the funeral home. Uh, let's see. What can I make like up? Like advertising okay, so, it? Yeah. So in the beginning of it, this woman comes out. <laughs> she was like, all right, we are here to celebrate, not be sad. And if you're going to get up and talk, you could take your mask down, keep your mask up, whatever you are comfortable with. Remember, this is a capital funeral home. She didn't say production, but I was like, you could have said production or like exclusive. Oh, my God. So she wasn't she didn't know the deceased. No, because she was just. She just ran the funeral. Just to home. come out here going like, we're here to celebrate. I'm like, wait, we don't know you. <laughs> we'll determine how we're gonna react. Yeah, it's like, well, we'll set the tone. Don't you worry about it. And then they truly kept saying the name of the funeral home. And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess this is like free advertisement to have a funeral <laughs> live oh stream on Facebook. So did they have then, a drone? Did you did they have like yeah, a drone right? that was going No, there the was casting? no drone. I think it was like maybe the first tier package you get. So there was no drone. It was just a man with like a selfie stick which acted like a steady cam. <laughs> Girl, I'm getting no, off. I got to log off. That is too much. Mm-mm. The idea too of like that being ruined at- my day. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> being at so the funeral sorry. on Facebook and then having to see the dead body when you aren't choosing it <laughs> yep. is like that's not okay uh-huh. like part of a funeral is you, like you take that moment and then you go away like I don't yeah. want see. it to yeah you no to. you can't take it away and I was very glad to be wearing a mask because my mouth was open most of the time <laughs> I was like I can't believe this is happening that's so crazy very wild I mean, we've learned a lot, and I think there there should be like some open mics for Zooms. Mm-hmm. So when you want to do a wedding or a funeral, like just try th- some things out. <laughs> so like set mm-hmm. set some stuff up so we can see like, oh, this angle is good, or I should mm-hmm. say this, or we should wear that. And I, I think there should be Zoom open mics for these events. It, it should that work. Seems good. Like a sort of practice run. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> I like that idea. A little open mic for Zoom stuff. Well, is that what you want to plug, Sydney? Do you have a oh, like an open <laughs> mic Zoom school? <laughs> <laughs> Should I? Should I do it? Because honestly, I know we're getting back like slowly but surely. And like, obviously, stand up is, you know, people are going to be running to the mic because some people didn't even stop. They kept going. Yeah, I know. They didn't, yeah. It was like there was never a prosciutto for them. They were <laughs> always it. it was always pre pandemic for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous because it's just like. What do we what do we talk about and not all sound the same? I know. know? Here's the thing. I'm going to pull out my jokes from 2019. I'm like, I'm I think that's I'm going to repurpose my set just to like, you know, update it a little bit. But I have some evergreen stuff that I'm like, eh, this still feels like rather, I mean, topical because it's evergreen. But uh, I was like, I can't not address COVID. Like, you kind of have to talk about it a little a because little. it is something that we all went through together. Even if you oh my God. are a COVID denier and like continued your life during the pandemic, <laughs> like you have to acknowledge that like a pandemic went around you and that you did experience a disruption in your life. Well, this is what I'm wondering about all the people who've been doing stand up the entire time. Like, are you addressing COVID or just doing material about other shit as if it's not happening? Uh, I saw a video of one comic who addressed it and kind of like 
shit on the crowd being like you guys are idiots for being here but then i was like well aren't you kind of an idiot for being oh, in I front don't, of yeah, them i don't like that it well, was we very knew. strange well we knew they're an idiot they're out they're yeah. like, the standard the comedian who was like, yeah they're 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 there they're to see you. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just saw somebody uh, the other night was doing a show. I guess there's this uh, space in L.A. that's like four walls but no ceiling. But it's hmm. the audience is in the round. So there's a person on stage and then an audience oh. all around them with no masks. Well, and see, that like, seems like a it honestly seems like a literal Petri dish to be like, Meh, let's uh, see what yes. happens. I it's don't not understand. Like it's going like, to go up and out. Yeah. It's I not what they chimney. Thought. It's they so think weird. that they think the germs, the virus goes up. That's what it is. I mean, it's, so it's kind of weird. Maybe that's what people think. Cause like the whole, you sit down at a restaurant and take off your mask and then right. put it back on when you stand up. That is insane to me. Yeah. Cause I'm like, everyone should just be wearing it while they're sitting. I don't know. I love masks. I'm a huge mask. I'm pro mask. I have yet to get sick this year. And I right. think it's cause I've been wearing a mask. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and I also just really hope that we keep the mask thing going into the future if you're feeling sick. You know people won't. I know, but I mean, but it's, I a, will. it's a nice gesture. The minute I feel a little ill, I'll keep them germs to myself. Also, every plane I get on, I will be wearing a mask. Oh my God, yeah. And maybe a shield. Maybe. I think that's the rules, though. I think you have to have No, no, a mask like ribbon. after. Like, we're in 2056. I'm still wearing a mask on a plane. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're, so you're going to be Naomi Campbell because she was sure wearing a mask am. beforehand. She sure was like made am. fun of for like all the stuff she would and, do. And she was right this whole I time. Know. She is a prophet. She is a truth teller. She, she is, is a, a psychic. Oracle. Well, <sighs> on that note, we've done our COVID talk. We've talked about the movie. <laughs> I think we've we've come to the end. <laughs> Sydney, I'm trying to think anything? if I have any Millie Bobby Brown gossip from four years ago that I can. Well, I can't wait to Google it. I'm like so excited to see her wash her face just away you have from to. her it's face. Really, it's very funny. <laughs> Sydney, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, You know, just podcasts at HeadGum, Hobby Hunter, Brand Spanking New. Come on over there. You know, the unofficial expert. Uh, that that's awesome. Oh, Sid can cook. Nicole did it. I didn't. I didn't have any measurements. I didn't have. It, I didn't she know was what... trying to make gumbo and like yeah. didn't have some of the spices. Didn't have measurements. And then I was like, I have to help her. And then she was like, Usually people just roast me. And I was like, No, I want you to do well. She did help me. Nicole did help me. She was like, I think that's too much salt. <laughs> Nicole, can you cook? No, <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, if I try, I have a hard time following directions. I think yeah. it's because I have ADD. So I'll like read it and then go, I don't know how to do it. And then read it again and be like, ah, and then try to do it step by step is just so hard. But I can make very good mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, from the box? No, no, no. Like from scratch. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm good at that. Lauren, <laughs> you got to go. You got to get off the call. You're talking about from the box? <laughs> <laughs> like craft? I eat Annie's Organic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst. It's no, the worst. I like it. It's not good. White cheddar? There's no flavor. White cheddar? It's I add disgusting. I add garlic powder. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't tell everyone this. It tastes um, it tastes ex, it tastes beyond vegan. Is it, it, vegan? it does it no, it's not vegan, but it does have the oh. taste of a vegan mac and cheese. Like yeah. just sort of like but I, I kind of I don't know, I like it, but I mean um, I love American cheese on a hamburger and people constantly look at me like it, it's a poor choice, but I kind of <laughs> like that it tastes like plastic and you don't know if it's out of the single wrapper or not. Yeah, see, yeah. there's stuff that's just comforting. <laughs> you guys live on the edge and I love that for y'all. <laughs> um, well, that's listeners, it. go yeah. write a review. We're gonna read one on a future episode. Make it Tyler Perry themed. Uh we will be back next week with another one of Tyler Perry's works. I can't wait. I'm honestly so excited. I'm so excited. I woke up and I was like, oh, I get to watch something. <laughs> I know. It's a fun one. And also Lord of the Rings, those movies are like fucking 10 hours. So they're it's too nice. long. This one was, a, I think, a little under two hours, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can handle it. We, we have short attention spans. So mm-hmm. this has been working out. Um, all right. We'll, we'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye bye.
was a HeadGum Original. 